Hello, everybody, and welcome to the bonus edition of Winners and Winers Radio. This is the college football edition. As always, I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper over at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm, oh, we're still doing this? What? Okay, I'm your co-host, Scott Reichel, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. We're doing a stripped-down version. We still got to let them know who we are and where we come from. I'm just from. saying, we're not even on the radio for this one. Like, I don't know if we needed the full formal intro there, but sure. How's it going? I'm Scott Reichel. Nice uh, to meet all of you. Jesus. Okay. Well, we're, for, for for a, a podcast and a broadcast that we were going to try to do really fast and strip down, we're not off to a great start. Well, I believe you started the last one by saying, look at that. No intro music. How are we doing? That really didn't speed things up either last week. Correct. We'll see. All right, so if you guys are used to listening to us during the week as we do our radio show, this is a very stripped-down version. We're not doing all the features. We're not doing all the music, all the bells, the whistles. It's just us handicapping sports. We're going to do two shows of each, the NFL and the college football. We'll start with college football, of course, because those games are on Saturday. And it'll be split into two It'll be split into two halves, basically. We're going to shoot for about 30 minutes a half. We'll see how that goes, but that is our goal. All right, as we and as you know, we do our contest each week. Scott and I, uh, we're competing just for pride at this point because, you know what? That's that's really what it's all about. It didn't wouldn't matter if it was a thousand dollars or ten dollars. The guys would be chirping about it. So we're just doing it for pride. And I've got off to an early lead, hitting Northern Ireland, Northern Ireland, Northern Iowa team total over nine. Last week, Pitt minus 38, UCLA plus 3. That got me off to a 3-0 start. Scott did hit the Fordham, Nebraska over 54.5. Missed out on the San Diego State. Uh, First quarter minus 7. And pushed on a missed extra point in the Pitt-UMass first quarter over 13. Oh my goodness. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. So Scott goes 1-1-1. We're going to keep that going in college. We are going to start one in the NFL. By the way, NFL should be up later tonight, tomorrow sometime, whatever. Okay, Scott, you ready? Yep, let's do it. All right, here we go. And of course, we will do our picks at the end of the second show. All right, there we go. Scott, we're going to work in reverse order. We're going to start with the number 25 Auburn Tigers as they host the Alabama State. Oh, should have learned what they were. Alabama State, you know? Uh, it doesn't matter. They're losing by ninety. Fair enough. Uh, the, this is an interesting. This is an interesting uh, number, Scott. Auburn, fifty-one and a half point favorite. Fifty-seven and a half is the total. So that makes your uh, if you're if you're scoring at home, and I hope you are, that makes your total for Alabama State six. Scott, do what do you get? Do you think they get there? What do you got here? Uh, Auburn. If I had to pick anything, I'd pick Auburn. But you do I really. You do I have to pick you, have every to. game. Every game you have to pick. That's why we're here. I was going to say, I, I can't take the Hornets here. It's Alabama State Hornets, by the way. Oh, but I, I can't take out. I can't take them here. At the end of the day, Auburn just beat Akron by 50. I know that Akron stinks, mm-hmm. but I do think we would agree that Alabama State's probably worse. I'm looking at the first half, though. Auburn does play Penn State on the road next week, so potential look-ahead spot there. I think they'll bury them early. I think, they'll t- I think they'll take their foot off the gas. If you want the team total over for Alabama State, you're going to have to pray for some fourth quarter garbage time because you need them to pull everybody and probably the backups in order for you to actually win that team total over. All right. You? I will take Alabama State plus the points, and I will take over 57.5. What do you like for the total, by the way? It has to be over. Okay. If you think Auburn can score 60 alone, you got to like the over, but I'll go first half. Okay, very good. Alrighty, moving on. The number 24 North Carolina Tar Heels entertain 
Georgia State, Scott, uh, 26 point favorites are of the Tar Heels, and your total there is 66 and a half. Interesting game here. I think Georgia State, they're not, that's, that's not a terrible football team. They don't really seem to do a lot right on offense, they're kind of clunky on offense. They've had Cornelius Brown there forever, but the defense... You mean Quad Brown? I'm, yes, thank you. Cornelius Brown the fourth, Quad Brown, if you will, to his friends like Scott. But they're not a terrible team. They always seem to be right in the mix. I think UNC comes out and makes a statement here. I think I think they want to show up big time. Uh, I've, got, I've got the heels minus 26. I think North Carolina should try to make a statement because they got humiliated by Virginia Tech. Now, Georgia State had the misfortune of facing off against Army in the first game. So I can't tell anything about their defense because army runs one of the most unique offenses in the entire country. I got to agree with you. North Carolina lost the first game. They were a top 10 team. Not anymore. I got to assume Howell bounces back and I'm not exactly sure how good North Carolina's defense is, but it looked good against Virginia tech. The offense was just useless. So I'm going to go with North Carolina. I think they'll win by four touchdowns. All right, the UNLV Rebels. By the way, did you know they're the, they're only the running Rebels for basketball? I did not know that. Yeah, I, just, I just literally found that out like two weeks ago. Anywho, UNLV travels to the desert to take on Arizona State. Arizona State, minus 34, 54 and a half is the total right here. Scott, what do you got? I really have. The last couple of games, I've really been lukewarm about, if anything, this game's just brutal to bet on because Arizona State couldn't cover against Southern Utah. And you got UNLV who lost to an FCS team last week. But, oh boy, I have no idea. Uh, I'm going to go with the over, but I'll lean that way. This is a full pass for me. It's a lot of points because Arizona State didn't cover week one, but I'm looking at the over because UNLV's defense isn't very good. Arizona State's defense gave up a couple of touchdowns to Southern Utah. I think you'll see points. I'll look at the over. All right, this isn't called the lukewarm and pass show i'm sorry i didn't realize that you had a full-on great take between arizona state and doesn't mean it doesn't mean i have a great take but i have to be over i have a no no you have to pick a side and a total each game arizona state i'm sorry no one explained the rules to you arizona state in the over oh that's just stupid (laughs) i don't know what you want me to tell you you're crazy I've actually, it's a, brutal, I've, it's a brutal game to bet. I've, it really is. I've actually got UNLV here. I've, they showed a pulse against Eastern Washington. Yeah, they're an FCS school, but they're a pretty good one. Um, I and you know what? I've made a lot of money fading Arizona State the last couple of seasons with Herm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Give me, give me UNLV, uh, and I'll play the over fifty-four and a half as well. Cool. All right. This is this is this has the makings of an interesting game here. The Appalachian State Mountaineers travel to the great state of Florida to take on the Miami Hurricanes. Miami minus nine. They're the number 22 team in the country, by the way. 54 and a half is the total. Scott, how good is Miami? Well, after last week playing Alabama, who the hell knows? We have no idea. It's like playing a bad team, only the other way, because Alabama is so good, you don't get a chance to do anything you want to, not on defense, not on offense. You play their game, and you play it poorly, and you get whipped. So is Miami any good? I don't know. Um, I'm going to say that they're not. I'm going to say that they're not a fantastic team. I think this is an App State team that's been here before, even though they do have a new head coach. Um, this is a team that kind of jumped up last week and looked pretty good. Scott, I'm going to take I'm going to take the Mountaineers plus the nine here, and I'll play the under 54 and a half. 
kind of on the same page here. I don't know anything about Miami because Bama was better in every area, which is what's supposed to happen when you face off against Bama. Appalachian looked good against East East Carolina. They also played a weekday game, so they have extra prep time for Miami. I guess the concern that I'd have, I know Miami's awful loss. Is Miami going to be really jacked up to play this game against App State? Probably not. I think App State's going to treat it like it's one of the biggest games of the year. Then again, I'm not sure if Miami's looking at Michigan State as a look-ahead spot, but do, do they really care about this matchup against App State? I'm not fully sure. I think Miami might open up a lead and then coast, but I do think this spreads a little bit higher. I think App State's undervalued. If App State can run the ball, they can potentially win the game in this one, but I'm going to look at App State plus the points as well. Yeah, very good. I I don't think Miami is looking ahead to anybody at this point i think they especially after a loss but you do have to wonder based on how the schedule lays itself out if that's a possibility because apps they they might be a good team they're not a team that people i'd say get very excited about when it comes to oh big game coming up here for miami it's app state well i will tell you it's a big game because if they if those coaches aren't instilling the fact that app state is a quality program and they need to be uh, have their head on a swivel for this game, they are doing a bad job because they should know if Miami loses this game or Scott, even really if they look bad and pull out a, and pull out a victory at the last minute or something, all their national championship dreams and all this stuff of winning the ACC and all the going to the play, that's all over. That's all, all over. So they can't well, the have national championship parts probably already over because they're ranked 22nd, but I see your point. Well, they, they, but I'm saying that they could theoretically run the table and find themselves back in the playoff situation with a victory over Clemson, of course. So anyway, I think we agree they can't lose this one. So yep. we're both on the same page there. That moves us to number 21, Utah. Scott, it's the Holy War, baby, as they travel to uh, take on the BYU Cougars. 49 is the total here. Uh, Scott, it's been a minute since BYU has reigned victorious in the Holy War. Is this the year they break the cycle? Well, Utah looked okay against Weber, but then again, potential look-ahead spot, which is always a trend with these college kids looking ahead to the future opponents that are right next door. But either way... I do think it's too many points for a total. That's around 49. You're expecting a low scoring game. I think BYU is going to keep this close. Brewer. I thought looked okay in the first game. I didn't think he looked great, but Utah, I would think is a pretty good team, but the offense still leaves a little bit to be desired for me. I think BYU's defense is good enough to limit Utah to 20 something points. Keep the game close. I think there's a chance it lands on seven. But I can't lay seven here on the road with Utah. It's got to be BYU or pass for me. You? You know, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to I'm going to lay the points with Utah. Just look at the historical trends. I like this Utah team. I like I like Charlie Brewer. I think he's I think he's going to be a a quality quarterback uh, out west in the in the uh, in the Pac-12. I'm just kind of down on BYU this year. I think they're regrouping, reloading, whatever, if you will. And I think this is going to be a down season for them, comparatively speaking, to where they've been the last few seasons. Well, that I agree with. I just feel like seven seems to be where this number roughly should be. This seems like this line's pretty sharp, in my opinion. I agree. It's a, it's a ton. I'd feel a lot better six and a half, not going to lie. So keep keep an eye out. If you like, if you like the Utes in this spot, 
definitely keep an eye out and see if you can drag a six and a half out of somewhere if you have multiple options. So uh, as far as the total goes, I'm going to play the under, Scott. Uh, I agree. I, I think that you're looking at a situation where BYU's offense might struggle against Utah's defense, but Utah's offense, I'm going to wait and see how they look against an FBS team before I jump all over the Brewer game changer quarterback for Utah there. So I agree with you on the under. That's also why I'm leaning to BYU. Okay. And now for the record, I'm not saying he's a game changer going to win the Heisman or anything. I just think he's a a good solid quarterback that can lead them to some victories there in the pack. I think he's worse than Huntley was for the last couple of years. Probably. I think, I think it's close, but I think Huntley gave them the running option that Brewer somewhat has, but it's not really the same in terms of how dynamic he is compared to Huntley. No, that's, that's definitely true. It's an element that Huntley uh, added that Brewer doesn't have. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. Hey, uh, speaking of quarterbacks and offense, how about the Austin P. Governors at the Ole Miss Rebels? Never the running Rebels, Scott. Uh, Ole Miss down there in Oxford, minus 33 and a half, 60. And the hook is your total... What are you thinking here? It's Ole Miss. I don't know how I'm not supposed to take Ole Miss here. Yeah. Uh, all, all, they looked really sharp defensively against Louisville. Now, Louisville might stink, but Ole Miss's defense actually looked like a, I'd say, a respectable unit for once in their lives. Yeah, an, an average FBS defense. That'd be an improvement. Yeah, which, is, which is good enough to kill Austin P. Now, offensively, Corral had two total touchdowns, one rushing, whatever. He could go for seven here if he wants to get back into the Heisman race, hypothetically, but... Yeah, I just think Ole Miss can score 50, and I'm not sure if Austin Peay can score seven. I'll take Ole Miss here, minus the points. You know, you know what I've got in my notes, Scott? I, I've just got two lines. I have uh, the governors like to pass a lot, too. Hey, good news, they're going to get plenty of chances. That's, that's pretty much my notes on this game because they're going to be either behind and throwing to catch up or they're going to be finding themselves unable to run the ball against Ole Miss. They're not a running team. They don't run the ball well at all. I think the Ole Miss, whether the defense is really there or not, we're probably not going to know for another week because we're going to get another week of fool's gold with Ole Miss. Perhaps. We don't know. We could be iron pyrite. could be actual gold, and we could all be rich on our Ole Miss futures. In this game, I'm with you, brother. I like Ole Miss minus 33.5. That's a fine number right there. I'll jump all over it. How do you not play the over with this team? 60 and a half. I think you have to, but I find the spread and total a little bit odd in combination with each other because we talked about the huge spreads for the Auburn game. It's 51 totals, 57. It's not maybe to that degree, but spreads 33 and a half. And yet the total 68 and a half. So are they pricing Austin? 60 and a half. Sorry, 60 and a half. Sorry. But either way, are they pricing in Austin P to score like two touchdowns in this game? Yeah, about what? What would that what would that come out to? 16 points or so, 16, 17? Yeah. Are we like I don't I'm not sure if they're gonna score more than one touchdown. So I find the total a little bit odd in this one. No, I think I think the I think the governors will put some points on the board. I really do. I, I think they could. I'm just saying I do find that fascinating that old miss gave up basically nothing to Louisville for two and a half quarters. And now it's like, oh yeah, Austin P will find a way to score two touchdowns. I just feel like it's a little bit odd. Maybe. Yeah, that's so it. that puts the over that puts the I'm just I'm just doing the math here. That puts the total for Austin P at seventeen. Okay. I'm saying doesn't that seem a little bit high for an FCS Oh, I'm sorry. Team? No, no, that's not right. No, that's higher. No, it's higher than that. My bad. That would only get that's that, why would, I'm that would only take us to fifty. Uh so now you're cl- getting close to twenty. Yeah. That seems high, doesn't it? That does seem high. You're yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, buddy. That uh I mean, I'm always trying to group together for these huge spreads. Some books allow it, some don't, the spread and total parlays, because some of them are extremely correlated, and the books don't do a good enough job of realizing that. 
this isn't even correlated. I just don't understand what the love is for Austin Peay's offense here. No, we're looking at, uh, we're looking at, yeah, in the 25, 26 range. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. I, I don't really understand that one. Yeah. I don't think they get there. I, I, I think their ceiling is three touchdowns here. I mean, I see this game ending somewhere around like 50 to 14. So yeah. I, I think that almost covers and I guess I'm leaning under kind of but not really I just think this total is too high for a team for a game that involves Austin Pay. well if you want to sweat bet an Ole Miss under I know I'm not going to do it I'm just saying I think Ole Miss spreads the safer way to go all right yeah I'm I'm with you there I I totally agree uh I, 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 I would be mention my thoughts on that total if, if you really odd. if you really can get the govs at team total under 24 plus how do you not lock that up too? Well, well, well you said the total was what, 60? 60. So if and you had, if you had if you had 33 and a half to, to say 26, you're still only at 59 and a half. So that team total's got to be somewhere in the 26 and a half range. Wait, I'm, right? I'm sorry, what? The full game total would be 60. Right? So if you add 30 something to 20 something, that means almost alone scoring 50 something points. That means the game's reaching like 80. You're right. Um, that's why I, yeah, I had the ma- I had the math going in my head the right way the first time. So that's why you really confused me there. I'm like, what are we talking about? Yeah, I know. Uh, it's uh, I still I, think Austin P scoring less than two touchdowns. And that's the problem with doing the show early before we get team totals up. We can look at. We've got we got to do them on the fly. So that's why you lost me. You said like 25. I'm like, what are we talking? Because I'm at I'm adding 33 to, instead of 16. Instead of splitting it in half, I'm yeah, I'm split. You split in half twice basically. It's fine. Either way, I think Austin P scores around 14 or less. Yes. So spread. Let's get out of there. Cool. Middle Tennessee State, number 19, Virginia Tech, up in Blacksburg. The hoax, minus 20, 54, is the total. Well, you've got a quarterback from Middle Tennessee State that knows Virginia Tech. You've got ex-North Carolina State quarterback Bailey Hockman. Isn't it weird when we talk about all these uh, group of five or even sometimes FCS schools and you we talk about the quarterback like ah oh, that's where that guy went when he got done sucking at wake forest or whatever you know i actually liked talkman last year at nc state i thought he was pretty good no i agree and i've actually got my that, i've actually got that in my notes that he he wasn't awful he certainly he certainly is an upgrade there um but i just don't know that they're going to be able to move the ball at all they can't they can't run the ball scott here's a scary stat they averaged just 2.8 yards per carry on the ground last week against monmouth of new jersey yikes that doesn't bode well for being able to, to pound the rock in blacksburg against vatech uh I've, I've got vatech here in the under i think i have to now my question for you do you think that Virginia Tech facing West Virginia on the road next week's a look at spot because they have to travel to Morgantown. It's a classic sandwich, buddy. It's like it's the subway. It's the this is yeah. the, the man. We need to we need to start contacting Subway. It's the it's the Subway sandwich play of the week. It absolutely could be a sandwich game between uh, obviously that big opener against UNC and their Mason Dixon rival there in West Virginia. I think the one issue that I have based on the current numbers, the fact that Middle Tennessee was favored by less than 10 points against Monmouth. Mm-hmm. They won the game handily. Now they're only 20-point underdogs. I just find it really odd because Virginia Tech looked really good in the opener. I'm not sure about the offense, but the offensive line should be good enough to dominate up front. I got to agree with you. Hawkman looked good against Monmouth. Virginia Tech secondary made Hal's life a living hell 
I got to assume Hawkman's going to struggle on this one. Yeah, I'm thinking you're right. I'm I'm thinking you're absolutely right. So you're not you. I thought you were going to step out there for a minute and take Middle Tennessee State. I was throwing it out there, food for thought. Okay, good enough. All right, buddy. Now it's your Badgers. It's the Badgers there as they host Eastern Michigan Badgers minus twenty six. Fifty two is the number. Scott. I wrote got? an article about this a couple days ago. Uh, my favorite play was Wisconsin first half, minus 14. Now it's up to 15. So, if, of course, that's a key number that's no longer there. I think Wisconsin kills this team. Uh, at the end of the day, they lost to Penn State in a game they probably should have won. Dominant time possession. The defense was great. The offense stunk. However, Eastern Michigan's defense gave up 15 points to St. Francis last week. So, I'm a little bit concerned that Wisconsin, just by running the ball alone, could score 40-something. Are we sure Eastern Michigan's going to score in this game? Well, in fairness, it was St. Francis of Pennsylvania, so it's the good one. Of course. Of course. I've got, you know what, I've got the other side of this. Well, uh, if you want to fade Mertz, I don't have an issue with that's, that. That's my, that's my whole thing. I, I just don't know that they're going to be able to have any kind of a quick strike capability. I think everything is going to be just long and drawn out and i'm just not sure well that sounds like you love the under then if you think i do i i I do love the under and i also think i think if eastern michigan puts 14 points on the board there's no way wisconsin covers that's true too so even even if they get to double digits i don't think they cover so i'm gonna i'm gonna take the eagles there and the under with a much stronger play on the under yeah I, i would agree with you about the under Tejas goes to Fayetteville, buddy. Take on the Hoggies. Our uh, Texas seven-point road favorite, fifty-six and a half, is the total. Uh, I don't know. For for a minute last week, it looked like Arkansas was going to make everybody that was yakking about Rice look really smart, and then all of a sudden, they remembered that they were playing Rice, and they ended up whooping up on them, Texas. They did exactly what they were supposed to do with a fellow ranked team there in Louisiana. <sighs> Playing on the road. There's a rivalry there from the old Southwest Conference days. I've got a small lean on the horns here, Scott, but I wouldn't be surprised to see the Hogs keep it close. The issue I have with Arkansas is the fact that they did cover in the end against Rice, but they trailed by 10 points in the third quarter against Rice. Texas had the issue with Herman of always stumbling out of the gates. That was kind of their MO. They were going to lose a game early. Sarkeesian's team looked really dialed in. I don't think Arkansas is that good. I understand they're in the SEC, so they automatically get some type of, I'd say, reputation because of the conference they play in and all that stuff. But Texas is the much better team here, in my opinion. KJ Jefferson, good at running. I'm not sure he can actually throw, but that's been the issue he's had for his entire career. I think it'll be close, but I think Texas is going to win this game because that defense looked good against a good Lafayette offense. What did Arkansas's defense do for about the first two and a half quarters? Yeah, puked it up against Rice, no question. So I'm looking at Texas minus seven. I think they'll win the game by at least a touchdown. Yeah, I think the, I think the Hogs, I think you kind of nailed it. I think the Hogs may tease their fans for a couple of quarters and get them all excited, but at the end of the day, Texas – is too much for them, and they end up pulling away. I've also got over 56 and a half there. I think there's I think there's some slugging going on in the first half before Texas does their thing. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Stanford heading down to L.A. to take on USC. USC is the home favorite here, minus 17, 53 and a half. 
is the number. Scott, what are you thinking here? Stanford stinks. Uh, there's really nothing else to say. I remember when David Shaw was viewed as being a potential NFL coach. Remember that when Andrew Luck was there and people thought he was supposed to Good be the times. next guy? He, yeah, he might be a terrible head coach. There is a level of conservative, which is what happens when Mike McCarthy kicks a field goal in fourth and goal at the two-yard line. And then you have David Shaw levels of conservative where he's kicking field goals down 14 points in the fourth quarter. Like he is just not very good as a head coach. How could, USC, you, how, how could you be the head coach at Stanford and be that dumb? Don't you have to that's a great question. surround and be great smart question. people? Yeah, great question. The GPA for coaching was low. But right. either way, I like USC here. I know that they struggled a bit against San Jose State early on. We both think San Jose State's pretty good, and USC ended up winning the game pretty comfortably. Stanford got buried by Kansas State. I yep. mean, come on. Yep. I, I got to take USC here. Yeah, you know that. You know that's my team, and I also am well aware of all their awards, and they are in no way, shape, or form a great team. They're going to be a, you know, a low-level bowl team that'll be a successful season for the Wildcats. So the fact that they just dominated Stanford is a very bad sign for the Cardinal. Stanford, I've got, worth mentioning, is switching quarterbacks. They're now going to be using Tanner McKee. Yeah. So the first guy they didn't like, now they're trying the second guy. He might be decent, but USC, we know, is better athletes at basically every position. And Stanford with Shaw has been very underwhelming for the last five years or so. Like, yeah. I, I, I have to take USC here. They're just the better team. They've got two big problems, too. They uh, can't run the football, and they can't stop the run. And yeah, that's not good. That's, it ain't going to get any better this week. And USC's USC. got a bunch of quality running backs. Yep. On what else is new? Uh, I'll take mm-hmm. USC minus 17. I'll also take, uh, I'll take the under there. I just think Stanford does nothing in this game. I would look at team total under because I think USC could potentially yeah, just put a hurting on a conference rival. Could 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 be four could be forty to seventeen or something like that. If so. Slovis finds some openings in that defense, a couple of quick strikes there for points. Stanford's new quarterback might also be terrible. I'll look at the team total under for Stanford. Fair enough. Gators heading down to take on South Florida. Home dogs, excuse me, uh, excuse me, road road favorites, twenty eight and a half points. 58 is the number here, Scott. You know, the Bulls may not score until next week. That's kind of my th- that's kind, so of, bad. kind of my thoughts on this. Uh, keep an eye out for 28 if you can get it. If you can get it off that hook, I don't see much Bulls money coming in. But hey, you can always be an optimist because honestly, if it goes the other way, if you get it, you get it 28 and a half or 29, that ain't that big a deal. So keep an eye peeled for 28 and a half, or for 28 rather, but I, I like Florida I, either way. I really wanted 27 and a half, but yeah. at the end of the day, South Florida, who I faded in week one, I watched them play a decent amount. They're so bad every year. Awful. They're so terrible. There's really no way around it. And Florida's got Jones, who was okay in the first week. They brought in Richardson as the backup quarterback. They got a little bit of a quarterback controversy brewing because Richardson looked really good. So even when Florida called in the backups for the third and fourth quarter, they still have a really good quarterback. That's not a good sign if you have the dog. Right, totally agree. You want a terrible backup quarterback on the favorite team. Yeah, I've I've got I've got Florida here, and I've also got the under. I, I literally think South Florida may not score. Florida, if they win this game, forty-two nothing would really not surprise me. Nope, that's that's just right in the right in the wheelhouse of what I'm thinking here. And the last one of this half of the show, we're going to close out this show with this one, Scott. We're going to be the Ball State Cardinals traveling to Happy Valley to take on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Nittany Lions, the 11th ranked team in the country, minus 22 and a half, and 58 is your total. Go. 
I think this is a little bit too high. I know Penn State struggled uh, against Wisconsin, won anyway. I know Ball State struggled against Western Illinois, which was a clear look ahead if you look at it in hindsight. I think it's too many points. Penn State, I know we both don't like Clifford. I'm not exactly sure if Penn State's defense is really good or if Graham Mertz is god-awful because he fumbled inside the red zone about three times. So I'm not exactly sure if Penn State's defense is as good as people think it is. I think it's too many points, and it's an experienced Ball State team. I think Ball State's going to lose, but I think they'll lose by, like, 17. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm a big fan of Drew Plitt and this and this Cardinals team. He's he's a legitimate quarterback talent. He certainly. No, we both don't like Clifford here. So. No, no. I think I, I I think if Penn State fans were honest with themselves, they'd probably prefer that you traded quarterbacks in this one. I think they'd rather have Drew Plitt than. That's what I'm saying. Clifford, that's that's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I got Ball State plus the points here. Uh, small lean to the under. Yeah, I think I have to agree. All right, guys, and that's going to do it for uh, this half, this, gonna, this, this part of the show. Make sure you just click on the next one, come back and catch us on part two. We're going to run down the top ten as well as reveal our top three picks for the week. Stay tuned. We'll see you there.